Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And this week, I've mainly been clicking refresh. No slot available. Refresh. No slot available. Refresh. No, you get the idea. Yep, Arizona opened registration for the COVID-19 vaccine for all adults this week, which means... All adults can apply, but of course it doesn't mean there are enough appointments or vaccines available for all adults. Hence, refresh. No slots available. Refresh for about 36 hours. I'm massively privileged, of course, to have a computer and Wi-Fi and the ability to sit at my desk and click refresh all day long while doing my other work. It did remind me of trying to get tickets for the Glastonbury Festival back in the day, that mad scramble to get to a screen at the exact second they were released and then sitting and clicking refresh for hours on end, wailing in desperation when the website crashed, starting all over again and, phew, managing finally to get one and then spending the whole day hoping your friends had been lucky too. This is just like that essentially but you don't get to drink cider and see the rolling stones at the end of it but then of course what you do get is some hope that life might please start to feel a little bit normal again. Big news this week actually my dad booked his flights to come and see us. Who even knows whether things will be up and running by the end of July when he's due to arrive? But again, it's more of a case of having that date on the calendar, isn't it? That little beacon of hope that we will have the chance to be together again. That he'll be able to see his grandchildren for the first time in over 18 months. And yeah, I know we're absolutely not alone in this. Millions of families are facing the same. And of course, millions more won't ever have the chance to see their loved ones again. So I'm feeling grateful that at least for now, and frankly against all the odds, both my mum and my dad are doing well. For any locals listening, yes, I am aware that my dad is going to be arriving at the most ridiculously boiling part of the summer. And I don't think he really realises how ridiculously boiling Phoenix will be. He was a teacher in the Middle East for a couple of years, so he has got a bit of form with it being very hot. But our conversations have gone a little bit like this. I really want you to come, but I'm worried it's going to be really hot. Don't worry, I'll put some sunscreen on. No, it's it's not really that the sun's strong. It's more that it's really, really hot. It's a bit like being inside an oven. Yeah, I'll be OK. I can do some gardening for you. <laughs> well, maybe you can do some gardening at 3am. But it's boiling. It's not like, oh, I could fancy an ice cream More, you can't go outside. Do you have aircon? Of course we have aircon. We'd literally die if we didn't have aircon. I mean, people genuinely die in the summers in Phoenix. You have to be super careful. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing all the wildlife, though. I suppose I'd need to keep my bedroom window shut at night or something might crawl in. No, you need to keep your bedroom window shut at night because it's too hot to have your windows open. You get the picture. Manchester in July, it is not. But I do hope he can make it, though. Furnace or no furnace. As the vaccine programme really ramps up here in Arizona, I've started to notice a lot of people are not wearing masks anymore. I'm not talking about in private gatherings with other vaccinated people, but in public with everyone else, which... It feels a bit uncomfortable. The teenager got braces this week, my poor baby, and was feeling very, very sorry for herself. And so I said to her, what do you want to eat? What would you like? You can have 
anything you want, I'll go and get it. It was Friday. So naturally, she said, I want a chippy tea. I mean, you can take the girl out of Manchester, right? There are a few places in the valley, actually, that do proper British fish and chips. So I masked up and I ventured out to get a cheese and onion pie, chips, gravy and curry sauce. Side note, her little mouth, bless her, hurt so much. She managed to suck some of the cheese filling out the pie, eat one and a half chips and drink the gravy. Genuinely, that's as far as she got. (laughs) But I got there. The place was packed. I mean, really busy. And nobody was wearing a mask. I mean, restaurants have been pretty much open here. And of course, people take masks off when they sit down to eat. But this place, not only were the customers not wearing masks, neither were the waiting staff. And as I saw chefs coming in and out of the kitchen, nor were they. It did feel super strange. It's funny, isn't it? That Within a year, what becomes really normal. It's been a difficult week here in the States this week, of course, with not one but two horrific mass shootings in Atlanta, Georgia and Boulder, Colorado. When these terrible incidents happen, it is horrible to see the political machine lurch into action before even the victims have been named. Some senior Democrat politicians challenged the sending thoughts and prayers messages that surfaced after these horrible murders, proclaiming enough, enough of the thoughts and prayers. We need action. Thoughts and prayers aren't going to stop this happening again. What was the huge banner running on Fox News? Democrats refuse to pray for the victims. You couldn't make this up, could you? Whether President Joe Biden will ever be able to achieve what countless presidents before him have not and instigate some form of gun control, well, time will tell, I suppose. But such is the force and fury of the pro-gun lobby. I doubt it. But it's not as simple as that. As the New York Times reported this week, and I quote, The main reason that members of Congress feel comfortable blocking gun control is that most Americans don't feel strongly enough about the issue to change their votes because of it. If Americans stop voting for opponents of gun control, gun control laws would pass very quickly. This country's level of gun violence is as high as it is because many Americans have decided they're OK with it. Now, gun ownership is such a part of being an American for so many people. And I'm not talking about farmers or people who live in rural communities or even hunters, but people who live in cities and work in accounts. As I said, I don't think anything will change. But one thing is for sure that every time even the suggestion of gun control becoming a reality is raised, gun ownership goes up massively, as it did under President Obama. As someone who's never even fired a gun outside of a fairground rifle range, I'll never understand it. And of course, there are plenty of Americans who do feel the same way that I do. Well, as the sun sets on another week in Arizona, I have two more things on my agenda. The first is to book the smallest child on a venomous snake training course. Can you train venomous snakes? I guess we'll find out. Maybe it's the humans who have the training. (laughs) But it promises to bust myths and provide answers to questions like... Do you know what to do if you have a rattlesnake in your yard? Are baby rattlesnakes more dangerous than adults? And get this one, do rattlesnakes chase you? I'm really hoping the answer to that is no, (laughs) but the small one will find out. And the other thing on my agenda is, of course, to go and click refresh another 4,000 times. Wish me luck. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 